Welcome to Under the Wing Helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons. This is Thomas Gwines. So, in week four, the Wolverines defeated Maryland 34-27 at the Big House last Saturday. Uh, Blake Corum set a record big game. 30 carries, 243 yards, two touchdowns. J.J. McCarthy had, uh, he went uh, 18 for 26 for 220 yards and two passing touchdowns. So, I guess we going in for the last few weeks, we've been talking about they've been doing what they're supposed to do. They're, you know, beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Big blowouts. We don't really know what to think of the, of the team yet. So, well, really, we thought the big test was going to be this week versus at Iowa, but it seems like the test just came against Maryland. So what do you, what do you think? Where do you think we are right now, Thomas? I don't know if that was really a quote unquote test more than us working the kinks out. And so Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is that when you look at the first half and you watch how we played that game, we just seem to be out of sync. And, you know, the, the commentators, uh, spoke upon that. Um, definitely, they definitely picked that up. And so I'm still kind of interested to see how this two offensive coordinator system is really going to pin out for us as the season progresses. Um, it definitely looked like, you know, JJ was missing some passes that he normally would have made, can make, has made, uh, just by not putting enough uh, touch on the ball. Um, from that also as well, I thought our defense looked a little bit out of sorts um, when we got ready to, you know, get those short yardage stoppages that we're used to getting. It seemed like Maryland's offensive line was definitely winning that battle up front. Um, we definitely need to shore up. Our, our tackling, especially against those bigger backs. Maryland's, you know, 230-pound back was definitely moving the pile. It seems like that there were some inconsistencies and some miscommunications and a little bit of discombobulation, if you will, on the back end with, with our defensive secondary at times, especially when Maryland was getting those screens, those bubble screens uh, rolling during the game. So there's definitely work to be done now on the plus side of things, which is what I wanted to see was how are we, how were we going to react to that level of uh, difficulty, if you will, as far as, were we going to be able to bounce back? Were we going to be able to look inward? Were, were we going to be able to right the ship when we had a little adversity our way? Like we said before in these first three games, you know, it's it's been all downhill with no breaks, right? But at this particular point in time, we got punched in the mouth a couple of times. Maryland just didn't come in here and, and roll over for us. Like we, we had to go earn that win. So we had some, you know, really good performances. I love Blake Corn's vision, especially mm-hmm. like on that fourth and one when he bounced it outside on the left side mm-hmm. of the uh, line of scrimmage and took it to the house. Those are the sorts of things that are going to get you into the postseason, right? Um, the other caveat behind it is, too, um, I'm looking at J.J.'s ability to, as a quarterback, as an offensive lineman, if I give you five seconds of pass pro, I've done my job. Obviously, I want to give you all day, but as I've said time and time again, the, the other guy that I'm playing against, he's on scholarship too, right? So if I'm able to give you anywhere from three and a half seconds to five seconds, that ball should be out. So one of the sacks in which we took where um, in the north end of the end zone, They brought an extra guy. Blake picked this guy up. Blake left his feet. Great block. uh, Bought us some more time. But because Blake left his feet, Mm 
it allowed that defender to get up. JJ hasn't made up his mind as of yet. Am I going to pass the ball or am I going to run it? Stood in the pocket, O-line in front, still doing her job. Uh, JJ gets it from the blind side. So we have to make sure that JJ understands the timing of it all. You're not going to make a big play every time you touch the ball. We have to take what the defense has given us. We have to work within the confines of the offense and just be smart. We all know that you're the Ferrari, right? But at the same point in time, too, you can't be on the Autobahn all day. Sometimes you got to do a little city driving. And with that being said, we got to come to the stop sign and come to a complete stop. You got to hit those yields. You got to turn your turn signal on. So and the metaphor in which I'm using is you have to manage. You have to be smart in what we're doing and, and, and taking care of the ball. There's going to be times where we're going to be able to get back on the Autobahn and go ahead and dial it up and you get to run wide open. We're all looking forward to that, but we all know that that's not four quarters of football. That's not four quarters of quality football in the Big Ten. So with that being said, manage, take care of the ball, continue to be who you are. You know, that's this is what we want. But at the same point in time, to understand every play is not going to be a home run. Sometimes you got to just settle for the single. Sometimes you got to settle just for being walked. And sometimes you got to just settle, hey, I'm just going to just go ahead and hit this foul ball and come back for the next pitch. So, like you said, Maryland didn't roll over. They played a pretty, they played a good game. So are we are we sleeping on Maryland? Because I feel like a good Maryland team is good for the B1G overall. Are we kind of sleeping on them? What do you think? I don't I don't think we were sleeping. I mean, you know, Maryland came in, you know, with a lot of athletes. Maryland's offensive line, in my mm-hmm. opinion, had a hell of a day. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely showed us some inadequacies within our defensive front seven, the way they were moving the ball, especially on the run, especially on the short yardage. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, before, you know, their their quarterback got hurt, he was doing his thing. They seemed in rhythm. And I don't know if that kind of goes back to what I was saying before with our coordinators. Cause again, on the defensive side of the ball, for us, when Maryland was in, we seemed a little bit out of, out of sorts, like the, like the defensive calls weren't coming in soon enough. Um, guys were out of position on the offensive side of things. We just couldn't really get anything clicking. We had a couple of big plays, some chunk plays that kind of got us started. So once we kind of got in our rhythm a little bit, the game settled down and we kind of started playing some Michigan football. But, you know, Maryland has always just been Maryland and nobody really wants to give these guys the level of credit that they deserve. I think that their coach is doing a great job as far as recruiting. The uh, transfer portal has been huge for those guys. And again, I think within the next season or two, they're definitely going to be making some noise. Yeah. And I wanted to uh, just talk about talk about Blake Corum for a second. He's got what nearly 500 yards, nine touchdowns. I think he's averaging over seven yards a carry. And I know it's been against, you know, weaker competition, but nonetheless, especially after last week's game, he's starting to really look like a true, a true Michigan workhorse, uh, workhorse. So uh, what do you think about Blake so far? I'm, I'm loving what breaks Blake's bringing to the table. He's bringing mm-hmm. maturity. He's bringing leadership. He's bringing toughness. Um, he, he, he brings a wealth of athleticism and, and talent. Um, definitely reminds me of a more battering type Mike Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, same sort of physique, maybe not that blazing breakaway speed, but fast enough speed. Mm-hmm. Um, good vision, uh, good patience in the hole, 
waiting for the holes and the opportunities to open up, sets up his blocks really well. Um, the only other thing which I'm looking at with Blake is I don't want to run or ride him too hard. It's a lot of football left to play. Um, we, we have to definitely make sure that our, our depth at the running back position is there. We brought the other young man in um, trying to give Blake a spell, at which point in time he puts the ball on the ground. So we have a lot of talent in that running back room. I'm just hoping everybody's getting healthy in order to spell Blake. Obviously, Blake's going to be the guy this year, but there's going. I don't want to run this guy so hard that when it comes crunch time, he's got no juice left in the tank. Week five at Iowa. Uh, Michigan's first road game of the season where they're going to head into Kinnick. Kinnick's never really been an easy place to play for Michigan. It's always – I don't want to get too all into it, we know, but um, but they're three and one coming off a of Ruck, uh, Rutgers win last week. I actually kind of thought Iowa would be ranked by this time, but then they had that then they had a week two loss to Iowa State. So, um, but like I said, I think this is going to be a really tough matchup, um, and I definitely think they want to get some uh, revenge for uh, last last year's uh, Big Ten title game. So, uh, what's your view going into this? Well, you know, a lot of people say. That Iowa game is a tough game. I know just from back when, back in the nineties when I played, I never really thought Iowa was all that tough. I mean, they played hard, but uh, with that being said, being in the, on on the west side of the table, they're probably the the big dog on on that side of the table, if you will. <clears throat> and to your point, wanting to get a little get back after the Big Ten championship game. Um, they have a wealth of, of uh, veteran leadership on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of red shirt seniors, seniors coming back on that side of the ball. So what better way to, you know, catapult their Big Ten season, if you will, by getting that early win over the Wolverines at home? Um, they, the Hawkeyes always play with a lot of emotion. Um, they, they do play us tough, but I think that this right now, is going to be another litmus test for us to see where we're at. The first three games, it is what it was. The Maryland game, okay, eh, where are we? Now, how big of a jump, how much of a correction can we make between this first Big Ten game and our second Big Ten game? I think that's going to be imperative for us. And we're on the road for the first time this year. How is this team, how is, you know, 2022 Wolverines, how are they going to travel? It's going to be an adverse environment. Everybody talks about the pink locker room. Um, I'm, I'm here to tell you it doesn't work, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's more of a joke and, and, and almost a, a slap in the face to say that we are that mentally weak just because you put us in the pink locker room that we're not going to bring the same level of, of aggression and toughness once the whistle blows and we, and you know, uh, the game's underway. So there are some things for us to go out here and gauge. First of all, let's, let's gain some continuity. First of all, let's continue to gain some confidence in our ability to not only clean up the mistakes, but to also go on the road and, and to play in an adverse environment. You know, they, they have the hospital wave at whatever particular point in time they do it in the game to the children's hospital. You know, I've talked about it time and time again. We're over here talking about college football, young men playing a game. And, I, you know, when 
that's one of the big things that I do love about college football is the pageantry, is the passion that everyone brings. But when you start talking, when you start talking about those those kids in the children's hospital and they're waving and, and the, the, the team and the stadium is waving back to them. Ladies and gentlemen, those are the true heroes. Those are really the people that I would rather spend a lot more time talking about, because when mm-hmm. you start talking about toughness and, you know, those little kids are dealing with some devastating diseases, injuries, whatever the case may be. And then you have those doctors, you have those support, that support staff. And oftentimes the parents and the guardians, those are the superheroes. Those, those are the, are, are the true superstars of that game that day. Because like I said, we have been blessed to be given an opportunity to play a game that we love or to watch or to talk about it. But those little kids getting up day after day, putting the work in, trying to get better to get up out of the hospital. Those are the kids that I really want to talk about. All that to be said, that brings a level of passion and pageantry to that environment over at Kidding Stadium at, uh, at the University of Iowa. So I just want the Wolverines to come in to be prepared, heal up, be smart with our bodies, and let's just go in there and show the rest of the Big Ten that we're still here. We are still the reigning Big Ten champs, and in order to beat the man, in order to be the man, you're going to have to beat the man. We're standing at the top of the hill. You got to knock us down. You got to come up and get us. We're not just going to just give it up just because you feel like it's your time. So I'm definitely interested to see from a coaching standpoint, how do we make the corrections, make the changes, make the adjustments. And then from a player standpoint, how are we going to react upon getting to that adverse environment? And there's going to be a point in time in that game where we're going to be down again. Can we claw, scratch, fight our way back up to get to the lead and sustain it throughout the end of the game? When we were talking about uh, last week's game versus Maryland, we did our uh, little quick little predictions. Rob was like 24 for uh, Maryland. Now, I think we both kind of kind of looked jumped back a little bit. You know, it was like, do you think they're going to give up that many points? And he actually was – Actually, quite close to it. So, mm. what do you think about this week? You got to give us give us a prediction, man. What, what does Thomas got? I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think it's going to be a hard fought game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm looking at twenty four Michigan seventeen Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, really, I, really close one too. Yeah, I, I definitely I need for Moody to make those kicks, man. I mean. Um, I think field goals are going to be key. I think field position is going to be key. And I think our ability to tackle our defensive front seven has to step up, get to their quarterback, make their quarterback uncomfortable. I think on the offensive side of the ball that our skill position, our wide receivers, we have too much speed and athleticism. JJ's got to put the ball on the money and let our wide receivers do what they do. And we have to protect the ball and make sure we're winning the turnover battle. And that's it for this week's episode of Under the Wings Helmet. Tune in next week where we set the table for the Illinois game. Also, be sure to check us out on podcasts. We're available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Thomas, as always, thank you for your expertise and insight into the program. For Rob Penn, Thomas Wines, I'm Kyle Simmons. Go Blue. Go Blue. Till next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.